listening to the Say Chill podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Hello, Stephen. A little echoey hey. here in the new Sage Hill studio. Well, it is. It's, yeah. It is. It's, uh, it's nice, though. Yeah, it's good. It's very echoey, actually. But a lot of change has been going on lately. Yes. Yeah. Hear that? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of changes. Uh, yeah. Uh, CPE has moved. CPE has moved. We've actually merged with uh, Journey Pure, which is a, uh, it's a bigger treatment capacity, a place called uh, Journey Pure at the River. And... Uh, well, it's really Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but Smyrna, it's about 200 acres. Oh, wow. They literally asked us to please pick up who we are and what we do and go out there. And we decided to do it because of all the ancillary treatment services. What do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, they have equine therapy, the music, art therapy, all these things that we've always had to outsource. Or Plus, they have a detox unit on, on, on campus. On campus, They have wow. medical facilities. So... Basically allows it's be- it's us like to, CP is better. Yeah, and it allows us to do what we've always done, but in a more secure environment, you know? Yeah. And also we can take people in who are need to be in treatment, we can take them in sooner versus waiting until Mondays to do it or okay. something like that. Oh so wow. It's a big change. Um you know one of the, the most extraordinary things we've heard, uh, even though basically honestly, we were in one building for twenty one years. And I've heard people describe it as it's a sacred place. And amazingly, I think that uh, there's some real truth to that because a lot of sacred things happened in that place. Sure. In fact, when I wrote the letter of saying goodbye to, uh, you know, informing everyone who is on our email of the change, I said, I've so appreciated all the people who walk the halls and also experience the miracles in the rooms but anyway, nevertheless, the, the, the most affirming thing I've heard uh, is that people say it's not about the building. It's like because uh, we were transitioning some people who were in treatment, and then they came out to, to Journey Pure with us. Right. They said it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the place. It's about who we're going with. Say, so wherever y'all go, we're going. Mm, that's great so to hear. That's good That had to, to feel good. Which has a lot to do with, you know, we're talking about transitions today. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, but that has a lot to do with my, what makes transitions possible without a tremendous amount of uh, resistance actually not letting them happen yeah i mean life's going to change anyway but we need to change with it and we can really resist that happening always often yeah Yeah. (laughs) are there any other big transitions going on for you um, as in what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Like, like, what are you? Well, I got hit in the mouth the other oh, night. I heard about, about that. that. Yeah. 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 We can talk about that later. Yeah. I, I transition of finding out I'm probably too old to be playing Church, softball. Church League Church softball. League softball. <laughs> After 25 years, a guy asked me to play. I'm thinking, you know, I'm the guy that nobody wants to play. I'm that older guy that wanted to play softball, but the younger guys don't want him there. Oh, yeah. Or they put him I remember that guy on our team. Baby. Yeah. And now they asked me to come play. I'm, I'm just like, you know, anyway, we'll yeah. talk about that Maybe later. you could be like a third base coach. No, no, no. I'm an outfielder, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> Maybe like a left fielder or no. right fielder. Oh, you mean like where they put the people or, or a sit out fielder? Are you a sit out no. fielder? Did oh, you miss here? Left out left outfielder. Left outfielder. Okay, yeah. I got you. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Yeah. Anyway, I'm funny, funny. Yeah. Um, you know, last night we did an evening with Sage Hill. We had yeah. a bunch of people here at the studio. We yeah. had probably 40 people here, and we talked about transitions. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the things we talked about was that life is constantly in transition. Life yeah. is constantly changing. No moment stays the same. Everything's passing and moving and changing and evolving. And, and if we are going to live fully uh, and be who we're made to be, we have to learn to transition with time, with the moment, yeah. with the story. And you did a great lecture uh, around, Thank you. around you know, grief and trust and um, just what it takes to move through life and keep heart as life yeah. continues to, to transition, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the things that's hit me is just, and I talked about this a little bit last night too, is that, you know, my kids are all getting older, you know. I got a daughter starting high school or finishing high school. I got a son starting high school. And I got two sons entering middle school, you know. It's like a, like no one's the same. You know, they're yeah. sprouting, the boys are sprouting hair all over their bodies and yeah. And her voices sound like grown men, and and you saw my son, you saw Elijah oh, yesterday. I, I, didn't, you know, I, I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, it's probably only been what, a year and a half, yeah. or maybe two years since it, you've seen yes. him, and amazed. he looked like a different person. He looked like a, and acted like a different person. Yeah, like a like a young man. Yeah, he now. had a, he had a different maturity, different awareness, yeah. a, a way of responding to me that he wouldn't have even recognized wanting to do or needing to do yeah. a year ago. It, yeah. it, so there's there's time, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your own sons. Is when I look at my kids, it's like there's been so much change, I recognize them, and yet I don't know who they are anymore. Like I'm still trying to get to know them as they're changing because yeah. they're changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what I was thinking about last night when you were talking. It's just I, I can't hold on to this moment, so I better go with the moment if I want to be with the people that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. You know? So why don't you talk a little bit about that? About what happens in transition and what we need to do in it. You know. Uh, one of the things we talked about last night and one of the things that we can really relate to is that when we start talking about uh, life is always moving, and I know it's repetitive, sunrise, sunset, yeah. there's, a, there's a repetition that life itself never ages, but everything alive that, uh, that is like us and you know, ages. Mm-hmm. And uh, so life has a repetitive nature about it, which seems permanent. And daily and eternal, yet we are always having to change as life happens. Yeah, you know, because we're growing and we're 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 always having to face differences. And we talked about last night that for every single event of movement, transit, transition means passageway or passage or uh, going across something or over something. But for every single change that occurs in our lives, there is there are feelings that go with those changes. Uh, we talked about one guy talked about how when he finished medical school, finally had gotten to the top of uh, his uh, achievement quest. And was he uh, celebratory? And he said no. I mean, he'd finally made it to the top of his desires. And uh, uh, that transitioning into you know being a, a doctor. And yet it was not a happy moment for him because change entails having to deal with feelings like what it took to get there, uh, what it cost, how long it, it, he had uh, endeavored to to be there, and then the letdown of having arrived uh, mm. because it, it puts me in a position of having to say and face what's next. Right. The achievement puts us in a position of having to face not being in control. So his, his transition was having to learn how to not achieve so yes. much. The lady who was uh, ha- due to have her child oh. next week, uh, she's transitioning. She's, she's even going, like physically called transition. Yes, right? yes, yes. Labor. yes. And yeah. she's going from the dream of this baby and the 
fears of the baby's health, and let's say the baby's born healthy as she hungers, and she has the dream of what it's going to be like to have this child. And while she's having this dream and while she's having this child, and after this child is born, she's going to be getting up at night and the, the first set of coughs and mm. the first cries that she doesn't understand. Oh, not gosh. Able to say. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I, I just it. remember like yeah. Emma Claire being in the crib and crying yeah. and as a newborn and yeah. us learning her cries, yeah. right? And, and not having the confidence as a parent to trust our instincts around her cries because yes. we didn't know them. Yes, and, and then as you got more experienced, as you've mentioned, when you began to be able to handle her cries, transition, having to deal with feelings. If you don't deal with feelings, you try to shut down the change, right? Right. So now your children have gone through that phase. You've gotten, as soon as you've got confidence in being able to understand it, you know, the cries and trust your, you know, intuition and knowledge as parents, all of a sudden they step into another developmental territory that you haven't done yeah. with them. Yeah. And unless you de- dealt with your own feelings about your own developmental territories, you're not going to be able to step into theirs. Right. So does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So for every event or change in life, there's a set of feelings that go with it. Right? Yes. Because we're always thinking, but we're always feeling too. And for every change, there is a, a loss. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It makes total sense to me. How so? I remember when we were getting, getting married, Heather talked about this, and then when is that like the loss of our engagement, right? Yeah. Like it was such a sweet season, and she was so excited to get married, and so was I, where she's saying, like, it's going to be sad that's not being engaged anymore. Huh. I was like, I was so not present and not available. Yeah. I looked at her. I remember thinking, like, that's stupid. Yeah. But it was so wise, you know? Yes. And so when we started... She, ha- she, was, she was dealing with the transition. Yes, yeah. much better than I was. Mm-hmm. And then we started having kids. I remember, like, grasping that idea of, of you know, going from just our coupleship to children. That, that was a wonderful transition, but there's a grief and letting go of just the two of us. Yeah. And then going from, you know, having one child that we learned how to... Love to yeah. another child, and there was a, a loss and a gain, right? And then all along the way, even yeah. you know, a few years ago, we moved houses from a from a house we really loved to a house we got to design and build our own, and so it's like perfect for just our family. Mm-hmm. And it's still kind of sad, like leaving the little house that was you know that we were living yes. in, moving to this this bigger home yes. that's more comfortable for our family. So everything was better. It was so much better, but that house is right across the street. I remember. Right? And so we'll still sit on the front porch in the swing and go, remember when we Uh used to do that in that front yard? And it's sad. Yeah. And it's right there. Yes. Yeah. And you literally, because I've been in both houses, the the new house y'all built is, you know, is something from a magazine. Yeah, it's nice. It's better. Yeah. And yet you, like we were talking about just a minute ago, for every, every event of life or every transition that occurs... There's a change, and for every change, even when the changes are better, it's still loss. And for yeah. every loss, there is a grief. Yeah. But grief doesn't mean everything's sad. It means taking an account of your life so you can find the joys of it, too. Absolutely. Because yeah, you sit on this porch going, I'm so grateful I had this house, but that gratitude comes from what? I mean... Looking across the street, remembering stories, remembering playing stories. Wolf ball. We, the fence was the home run fence. We'd hit it yeah. out in the street. It's a home yeah. run. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just don't have that. Those that my children aren't that size anymore. Mm-hmm. And even though it's right there, and it was a better decision to move, we still have sadness about where we don't live anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, last night you talked too uh, about trust, the importance of trust in transition. Can you yeah. say something about that? Yeah, um, two things that. There's been enough scientific research to to back up how the heart grows, but it's really talking about brain health. But that brain health is really about 
heart health too. And uh, Marion Diamond was the woman who really did the research to sort of found the uh, neuroplasticity school of, of brain research. And she talked about brain health and even maybe even prevention of, of, of certain kinds of Alzheimer's. But she said there are five things that are required for a person to be able to uh, live a healthy life and have brain health. Yeah. Basically, it was use it or lose it, which means that being capable and even being attracted to transition. So because some of the, the five characteristics for brain health were exercise and nutrition, which really means just taking care of yourself. Right. But also newness, allowing yourself to experience things that you would not necessarily predict were going to occur. Like anxiety is controlled. William Carlos Williams says, a chance occurrence of the expected. And a lot of people are, are expecting something terrible to occur. Right. So we, we do everything we can to keep life like we've always known it, which means not get disrupted or put in a position of pain. So we can't experience anything new because we're always looking for that dangerous thing that was always old. Yeah, we work against our createdness. Yes. Like our, our brains are created yes. to adapt and change we, and grow. We are made for newness. And then the wow. fourth thing she said was that uh, not just newness, but um, a challenge. Uh, so moving, daring for you guys to move from this house that y'all had really outgrown. Uh, literally. Like. And literally, and, and, and to take the challenge of designing, building, and stepping into your dreams, a dream yeah. house, and seeing if y'all could do it right across the street. And so you took the challenge, you took on the newness, and you've grown from it like crazy. And it even allows you to appreciate your past or where you came from or looking looking backwards. So we're so if we're resistant to anxiety, if we're, if we're in anxiety and in control, we won't move into If you can't do feelings, you're going to resist change. Yeah, but I'm, I heard specifically anxiety uh-huh. and shame keep us from transition. Absolutely. Yeah, not willing and, and doing whatever I've got to do to not being put into position of having feelings of yeah. loneliness, hurt, sadness, all those kinds of things. So if I want to get better at transition, I need to be better at dealing with my fear yes. and dealing with my healthy shame. Yes. Okay. Yes. And being willing to feel lonely, sad, hurt, you know, fearful, and also making room for gladness because gladness is very scary because we're letting go of control when we celebrate. Right. We're, we've forgotten to look around to see who's watching us laughing. Right. You know, we, we're, we're laughing with joy. Yeah. And then she also added, she said, I haven't found sort of a, a, a neurobiological, neuroanatomical proof of this, but she said love. Mm. Uh, uh, relationship connection. Wired for relationship Wire, we're Wired for relationship connection. And so a person who actually trusts is more capable of transition and, and dealing with transition because they're believing in something other than their own power to control life. Certainly. Yeah, so you know, you're trusting that maybe y'all could build this house. You're trusting that you and Heather could do it together. You're trusting that dreams can possibly come true. And trust is the ability to give yourself over to possibilities like a way of willingness. Right. You know, because um, while we're attracted to permanence, we're also attracted to the risks of going to, of exploration and going to see what else is out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so trust is, it really means confidence in four things. Trust is ability to put my confidence in these four characteristics of the other. One is trusting the character. Two is trusting the ability. 
Three is trusting the integrity. And four is trusting the truth of whatever that other is. Now, those four words, they sound so... They do sound super similar. Well, and, they're, and they also sound super invisible. You know, mm-hmm. they don't, don't seem like concrete It's kind of like things. you know it when you know it. Yeah, and they're very relational. But character really means that's, that, that's the signature, a character. Yeah. That's the signature, the, the identity of that person, God. You know, this is how God like does it. character this, in writing. Yeah, this is like, yeah. it's like a character in writing, the signature. Character is like a signature. Oh, yeah, that's Steve's signature. That, that's Steve. Steve, if Steve put his signature on it, then I can trust yeah, that. And people have called me a character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So character is one. And then ability is this person is able to do what they say. Okay. And then integrity, this person consistently does what they say if they're able. Yep. And integrity means that the inside and the outsides match. Mm-hmm. Same through and through. Their heart, their voice, their face is all together. And then truth is that that uh, that that willingness to face exactly what really is occurring inside and outside. So those mm. words all go together, but a person can actually transition if they're able to trust that there's something other than themselves that's going to be with them, carry them, they can speak their feelings to, they can connect with. And, and, that's you know, cert- so and certainly that's God, but it also has to be other people. People. Absolutely. I mean, I was working with a guy yesterday who spent his whole life basically like a, a, a robot getting the job done. I mean, he was, a, a, as a young child, the, the, the rules of the family, follows alcoholic, the rules of the family were work, achieve, if you're going to get anything, work, achieve, survive, work, achieve, survive. Uh, married, became a very highly successful professional engineer, um, Work, achieve, work, achieve. And then basically some series of events occurred. The bottom dropped out of his life through, you know, other forms of alcoholism. But anyway, he was waking up every day, uh, go achieve. That's what you do. That's what you've got to do. And then one day he just couldn't. Mm. He literally just, everything just sort of stopped. He ran out. He ran out. And then he, quote, found himself sitting in a corner in a fetal position, not knowing what to do with himself because he had no alternative when transition was required, right. when it was time to step into life on life's terms, all he knew is what he had always known. And so he did everything he could to keep life like it always been so he wouldn't have to feel. And this guy, because this is a, well, this is a guy we've treated, but to hear him talk about trusting other people is amazing. He says, I can ask people anything now. I had forgotten how to cook, he said. He said, he asked somebody, how do you scramble eggs? So they taught him how to scramble eggs again. He says, the wonder of getting to make eggs is amazing. He said, I had forgotten. Wow. He's alive again. Yes. But simple things like I had forgotten how to, the smell of a steak on a grill. Mm. And he said, I, I was, we were watching a movie the other night and he said, I looked over because I found tears in my eyes and I looked over at this other guy named Steve and, uh, he had tears in his eyes and I knew it was okay. Wow. So he's he's not just rediscovering, uh, taking risks. He's rediscovering normal, and normal is trusting ourselves and others in the transition. So it's, yes, it's about people too. And he was trusting that this other guy had a character, was able, had integrity, and was being truthful. Well, maybe we so, all need to find people like that. 
Yeah, you know, other people like who, we can't transition without other people. Other people who are willing to show themselves and grieve and face change and face loss yeah. and so on. Thanks, man. That's helpful. That really is helpful to me. I, I enjoyed the yeah. the talk last night, and and uh, yeah. I was glad to revisit. Some it was of this. it was it was really good. I wish the people could have been here because the talk's live, so it's better than this. I think. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, more, they're more ever in, ever in Nashville on the uh, yeah. second Thursday of the month. They can come yeah. to the evening with Sage Hill. And you know, there's one transition we really most of us, especially, don't want to step into, and it's you know, old folks' death, you know, death. We look forward to it at the same time. Just really don't want to have to face it. Yeah, we'll do another podcast on it. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks, Steve. See you.